This little boy has got a syndrome called Treacher Collins syndrome, and it means that you, it causes you to be born with very severe facial deformities. And you heard him sharing himself how he's had, in his short life, 27 surgeries already to help him to see, to hear, to smell better, um, to look better. So it's been quite a traumatic young life that he's had already. And you saw him as well, how he is wearing this astronaut helmet. And I think when he was inside that helmet, he felt safe because nobody could really see him. My message this morning is changing the way we see. And my first question to you is, how do we see ourselves? We may not have this treacher calling syndrome that makes us look really ugly, but how many of us wear masks to hide our true selves from others because we think we won't be loved or accepted if others knew the truth? How many of us look at ourselves and actually feel that we're not worthy to be loved? And we hide behind our smiles and our laughter and our jokes. And sometimes it's okay to put on a brave face because we want to protect ourselves. But we also need to know that there are safe zones where we can be vulnerable, where we can take off those masks and receive understanding and love and acceptance. This is what God wants a family to be. And I want, I, it is my prayer that this church is that kind of family, that you can walk in here and look anywhere you, you like. You can smell any way you want. You can dress or you can behave any way and be accepted and loved because God loves you and accepts you the way you are. So church should be a place where you can be yourself. But connect groups are also so important. That's why if you really take your relationship with God seriously and the journey you're on, belong, get connected to a connect group because that's where you're with a few people who get to know you well, where you can take off that helmet, those masks that we wear, and you can just share your life the way you are. And we can help each other along in this journey. Augie's mom says to Augie, take the mask off. And that's what God wants us to do as well. With God, there's no need for pretense. He sees us just the way we are, and he loves us completely. Augie asks his mom, mom a question. Why do I have to be so ugly? And many of us maybe... Although we don't have facial deformities, we still look at ourselves and think we're ugly. And we still don't like ourselves. And my question, how do we see ourselves this morning? Ask yourself that question. Do you see yourself for the truth of who God has made you to be? If we're honest, many of us don't see a lot of good in ourselves. And Augie's mom says to her, to him, you're not ugly. And his response says, you just have to say that because you're my mom. 
And how many of us, when we think of God, we know that God says that he loves us and he accepts us and we're he, uh, made in his image and we know all those things, but we're like, well, God, it doesn't really count what you think. How do we think other people view us? How much does other people's opinion of us matter to us? Does it matter more to us than God's opinion of us? Augie's mom said to him, because I'm your mom, it matters most what I think, because I know you the most. And that is what God is saying to us this morning. God knows you. He knows your weakest moments. He knows your greatest failures, and yet he loves you completely. And therefore, his opinion should count a lot more than other people's opinions. I loved what she said, that our heart is the map that shows us the way that we're going. And our faces are the map that shows where we've been. And that's never, ever ugly. We might look different, all of us, and unique, but we're not ugly. So whose opinion matters most to us? Does God's opinion matter more? Or what matters to us? What our friends think, what our family thinks, what our teachers think, what is most important to us? Augie asked his mom a question. Will it always matter what other people think? It doesn't always have to matter. If we get to a place where our identity is found in Jesus Christ and not in our own selves, we can come to a place of confidence where it doesn't matter so much what other people say because we know that we know that we are loved and accepted. If our identity is found in the love of Jesus, then we don't have to be insecure and always looking for affirmation from other people. And God wants to bring you to that place of security and conviction of who you are in him. And I want you to know this morning that Jesus holds you in high regard. He gazes upon you and he sees the potential in your life. Everything that you can be, everything that you are destined to be, every dream he created for you to make. God's son Jesus gave his life on the cross that you might be able to fulfill your destiny. Wow. God's opinion should matter so much more for us than what our friends at school think. Some of us are being hindered in fulfilling our destiny because we have these voices in our head, things that our parents have said, things that our siblings or our friends or our enemies have said to us, and they hinder us from moving out into that potential that God wants us to walk in. Proverbs 29 and verse 25 says, It is dangerous to be concerned with, with what others think of you. It is dangerous to be concerned with what others think of you. But if you trust in the Lord, you will be safe. Amen. Via the sister of Augie, she said to him one of the mornings where he was going to school, she whispered in his ear and said, if they stare, let them stare. You can't blend in when you are made to stand out. I love that statement. You can't blend in when you were meant 
to stand out. I want you to see Matthew chapter 5 and verse, where are we? Verse 14. The Bible says, you are the light of the world, and a city on a hill cannot be hidden. In the same way, let your light shine before others. Guys, you are not made to blend in. And yet some of us, we have this chameleon syndrome. We want to just change color and fit in and blend in in every situation so nobody notices us. And yet God's given you the DNA of his child to be the light of the world, to stand out, to shine. How many of you know that a light in a dark place can't hide very well? That's just not the nature of light. It stands out. It draws people's attention. And we need to get to a place where we're comfortable with standing out and being that light in the world. Because the world is a dark place. They're desperately looking for the light. They're desperately looking for the way. And you've got it. You've got it. And that's the title of my message this morning, Changing the Way We See. How do we see others? Can we change the way we see We are all viewing life through a filter or a lens. Whether you realize it or not, we don't really see life exactly the way it really is. Rather, we view it through a filter of past experience or our upbringing or current circumstances that we're faced with. And it's kind of like wearing sunglasses. Ooh, it looks different. I can still see you out there, but I'm seeing you through a lens, a filter, and you look different. And we distort reality through those filters that we look through. We distort the reality of what we're looking at, often through maybe filters of disappointment in life, maybe hurt or bitterness or anger or distrust, or even pride. And many times we don't realize that the way we view other people or the way we view circumstances or situations, we're actually viewing through these filters. What do we do about it? We need to come to God and ask him to show us what those filters are. Dale and I have an ongoing joke in our home. We have a huge bed, but Dale jokes that when we're in bed, he sleeps with one leg off the side of the bed because the wife takes up so much space. Now, if you ask my opinion of the story, it's very different, okay? So we always have this thing going on, and of course, God knows our jokes. One morning, a few months ago, when we were in worship here at church, and I was on my knees here and just surrendering my life to the Lord. There's a scripture that says, it's the kindness of God that leads to repentance. And I love that about God because even when he corrects us, he's not harsh. He's so loving and he's so kind. But the Lord said to me, there was a situation in my life that was taking up a lot of room in my thoughts and in my mind and in my processing. And the Holy Spirit said to me, while right there on the floor while I was on my knees, he said, Lena, you're taking up a bit much space. Can you move over? 
And he was referring to that joke that Dale and I have going on. But I realized that my opinions of the situation were filling up so much that it was overshadowing the truth of God's view of the situation. And when I realized that, in that split moment, it was like glasses that were removed from my eyes, and suddenly I could see the situation from another angle. And all of a sudden, it didn't look so dark anymore. So that is, I would say, one of the places where those filters can be removed and changed in our lives is in a place of worship. Because worship is the time where we come before God and we're vulnerable. We take the masks off. And we are just our real, you, our real selves. We allow God to gaze on us. And he gazes on us with loving eyes. He's not there to beat you over the head, but to help us to grow and to change. And I've found many times in my life when I've had filters that I was not aware of, when I come to him and ask about it, he'll let me see from his angle rather than from my own. Maybe if we knew what others were thinking we know that no one is ordinary and we all deserve a standing ovation at least once in our lives. And I love that as well, that we need to be kind to everyone because everyone is fighting a hard battle. If we really want to see, if we really want to see what people are, all we have to do is look. Life is hard. Many times it's unfair and unjust and it's rough. And sometimes we can get so caught up in our own world that we don't see anybody else and we think it's all about me and all about my life and nothing's going right in my life. But guess what? Everyone is fighting a hard battle. Everyone is going through difficult times. And if we want to see other people, all we got to do is open our eyes and really look. Some of you might think that Pastor Sylvester here is such a super spiritual man that he doesn't ever get discouraged. I know for myself that once or twice when God has put upon the heart of some beautiful angel in this church to send me a word of encouragement, when it's been God-inspired, God those encouragements have moved me to tears, and as I've read them over and over, my courage has just grown that I felt like I could conquer the world. Guys, it matters. We need to be kind to one another. In this family, we need to reach out and see one another. Look beyond the mask, the outside, and love people for who they really are. And not just in this family, in the church, though it's very important that we love one another here, for that is how people will know that we are the children of God is by the love that we have for one another. But not only should we be loving one another, it's out there in the world. Guys, you're the, the people you work with or the students that you study with, there are so many people out there who are suffering. Their lives are, they're lost, they're hopeless. It's like that song that we were reading this morning, um, that song that we were singing, they're in a grave or in a tomb. They don't know the glorious light of the Lord Jesus. And if we don't reach out, if we don't show kindness, who's going to do it? I've, for a 
some months now, I've been trying to train myself when I go into places like the supermarkets, not just to get my items at the till, but actually look at the person that is running my, my um, items through, checking their name, looking them in the eye, giving them an encouragement, because they also might be having a hard day. And how many people do we come across during the day where the light of Jesus can shine through you if you allow him to use you? All you got to do is look. Let's look at the, the scripture again, Matthew chapter 5. Can we put up that scripture? I just want to go back to it again. You are the light of the world. A city on the hill cannot be hidden, nor does anyone put a light, does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket? Instead, they set it on a lampstand, and it gives light to all those in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven.